movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 15 of Movies in 4K. I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. And I'm the other one, Lady Phantom. And we have some announcements again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is like a a thing with us. There's always announcements. Not always, but, you know, (laughs) we're adding things as we go. If you haven't been to BillShetty.com, you know, we mentioned this on our bonus episode, but we are doing written reviews from time to time. Yes, we are of movies that we have previously reviewed somewhere. uh, Along the years. Exactly. We're not going to do full-fledged written analyses. We're going to lead you to the podcast episode that we covered it on. So you have to bookmark BillShetty.com and look out for them. Another announcement, Phantom, is all of the Horror On The Go episodes are now available. That is awesome. That lasted over three years, and there is 67 episodes of audio enjoyment. (laughs) yes so the only thing left in the back catalog is the youtube videos which will be under the video section there's a couple up there right now more will be coming of ones phantom and i did over the years there's not going to be a lot of them maybe 30 or 40 or so but be on the lookout for that so everything in the back catalog that is available and that could be found is up so you got hundreds of hours of enjoyment pleasure and as you know movie reviews are timeless phantom oh yeah i mean opinions change and everything but they describe pretty well like the times where they were given so that's fine yeah i mean the reviews really shouldn't change i mean sometimes you rewatch a movie and might have a little different feel but Mm -hmm. you can go back to them and listen like it was done now because yeah we reviewed the movies and rated them, so yeah, go but check I've, out all I've changed them. so much in many movies. Yeah, so well, uh... you got to live with that. <laughs> all right, let's get this show rolling. <laughs> what is hot off the presses? Well, this is more like warm. The thing is that we, I know we haven't been doing recent events in a while i've been sitting on this for a little while but i look for an update today i just think this is so for at least to me it is kind of monumental so i couldn't live without giving this out this is about maybe you kind listeners have heard about this little boy six-year-old boy called bridger walker he is a little boy who has a little sister and uh, What happened was that a few weeks ago, his little sister was threatened by a German Shepherd dog, and he got in the middle. He got in the middle, and he pretty much saved her, and he was badly bitten by this dog. But the point was that this little boy saved his sister. Then he had to have surgery. He had more than 90 stitches to the face. And uh, when his dad asked him, why he had done it, he was very nonchalant saying, well, I just thought if someone was going to die, it would, it should be me. And how old was he? He's six. Wow. Yeah, but the point also, another cool point to the story, because this happened a few weeks ago, pretty much, I mean, he is a super Marvel fan. Like, he loves all superheroes, Marvel and everything. 
So different actors have contacted him. And one of them was Chris Evans, funnily enough. And uh, he's going to be sending him uh, Captain America real shield, which is super cool. And there's this guy on Instagram. He is an artist. His name is Boss Logic. He created a picture of Bridger wearing different parts of the uniforms of the different Avengers. And it's on Instagram. And it's really, really nice. And I, I, I really just thought this had to be said here because this is really, really emotional, I think. You know, that a little boy saves, literally saves his sister from an attacking dog without any care about his personal safety. I think it is really, really big. Well, that's nice, Phantom. Good feel-good story to start the show. I don't know how positive mine's going to be, but let me get it out. Now, during these times, there was a report published about physical media sales. Now, these were right before the pandemic, but they were just posted. So I wanted to cover this and let you know how valuable we are as collectors so some of these stats are pretty shocking. And I'm going to start with physical versus digital sales of movies. And let's play a guessing game, Phantom. Give me a percentage. How much is physical media sold and how much digital media? Ooh, and I'm, we're talking about just movies here. Fans. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking 40 physical media, 60 digital. Yeah. Way off. 74.5% is digital wow. sales nowadays. Wow. Only 25.5% of all movies sold are physical media. So this stat actually surprised me. Like there is a big wave of digital movie buy-in that I was, I think, unaware of. We've bought a few. We're not big digital media people. We like no. to have the physical copy. Yeah, I have only bought like two or three. And that was because either the, the thing was not available physically or I needed it more quickly or it was just like the only way. But you know, this but, is a whew. huge wave. And now after the pandemic, I'm very curious to see next year's sales where it goes. That's the first step. Now, the second stat is the physical sales breakdown. Of the 25.5% of all movies sold, there's a breakdown of 100%. DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4K discs. So now, guessing game number two, give me a percentage on each of those, Phantom. I'm going to say 60 DVD, 30 Blu-ray, and 10 4K. She's pretty close, and I was astounded by this stat, man. This is unbelievable. These are actual statistics. These ain't made up. These are facts. 54.7% still DVD sales. Majority. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable to me. So there's a lot of people we got to reach, Lady Phantom, Yes. to get out there. Now, moving on to Blu-ray sales, that is at 38.2%. Oh, that's which so is that like leaves... one in three. Uh huh. And that leaves only 7.1% 4Ks, which is basically wow. one in every 13 
No, one in every 14.5, something like that. Wow. Is a 4K disc. But we got to get people starting on at least HD. Come on, people, because this is what makes these studios make these 4K discs. Yeah. We got to have the sales to these. We got to get people converted at least to HD. I mean, still more than half are on DVD, which they probably have an HD TV. I'd say most of them, but there are probably some of them people in there that don't really care. They're like, DVDs are good enough. And it's yeah. the same thing with the Blu-ray side. Yes. People, oh, that's good enough. They don't want to spend the extra money for the 4K player and the 4K TV. But it's really hard right now. If you're looking for a TV now like you would have to scour to find to something not non, hd yes there <laughs> is some i just looked it up before this show off brands mm -hmm. you know like insignia brand best buys brand they're mm -hmm. still selling you know some tvs which is surprising for cheap too which makes sense like 150 bucks for a 40 inch but most HD of them are already TV. 4k yes 90 percent at least you're buying a 4K TV, even if it's on the cheaper side. Uh -huh. But all right, we're speaking to you out there. This is what our goal is. We are collectors too. You don't have to be a collector, but we want to get you into the 4K and buying these discs or at least renting them. See, and I feel hesitant saying renting them too because the rentals are so high, but at least if you're renting the 4K version, or buying the 4K version digitally. There's a demand. There yeah. is a demand. But I think the demand on the 4K discs is what's hurting it. Now, with this pandemic, I have noticed over the past five months that the discs in the stores they are, are being sold. Yeah, yes. they're gone. Yeah, that, that was uh, what I was going to mention. And because it's funny, I mean, with those stats about digital sales and everything it will be really interesting to see what happens after the pandemic because i mean we have been to walmart and best buy and the shelves with new releases or with blu-rays and 4ks they're just gone yeah well there hasn't been that many new releases you can understand that no, yeah 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 that is but true they are putting back back catalog some of these studios yes. no doubt and they're releasing a bunch of old stuff but i'll be really curious to see next year if there was an uptick because i think a lot of people did during these down times go buy more mm -hmm. discs than normally but then again, probably a lot of people rented them too or bought them digitally too. So it's going to be very yeah. interesting. Yeah, it is. The point is we don't want the physical media going the way of the dodo. <laughs> yeah. But we got to get these people off of DVD. We're trying to influence you here to go to 4K, not Blu-ray, 4K. Yeah. You know, but we got to get people off of the DVD platform and tell them and explain to them how good this 4K is. Yeah. And plus, when normally when you get nowadays a 4K or a Blu-ray, but let's say 4K, you also get the digital, the digital copy. And just, I mean, just and the, the other Blu -ray day. Also, to let you know out there, when you yes. buy the 4K disc, nine times out of 10, you're getting a Blu ray disc also. So if you don't have 4K everywhere in your house, you can pop the Blu ray upstairs exactly. or somebody else. I mean, room. and just the other day, we had the Wi Fi out for like yes. two days, and we were happily watching movies away. 
because I mean, if you only have the、uh, digital copy or a digital thing from iTunes or whatever, you cannot watch it if you don't have Wi-Fi. Yes, you need internet, and that's the one good saving grace、yeah. to the physical media. Plus, the quality is better. Why it's、oh, yeah. not monumentally better over the streaming? It depends on your internet connection,、yes. how fast your speed is. You are getting the best you can possibly get with the physical. Yeah,、discs. and you don't have to worry about anything about、um, I don't know the bandwidth, about nothing. You yes, can just some, watch your movie. Some people that we know, Lady Phantom. Are scared to buy digital because they could go away if somebody sells the company.、Mm-hmm. They're not guaranteed. As long as you have that physical disc, you know you own it. Yeah. Now I think a lot of the millennials, it doesn't even come into them, and I'm not worried when I buy a digital release or something. I'm not worried that it's going to go away sometime. No. But to each its own. So let's get out there and buy the physical media, people. 4K tip of the week. This is going to be probably the most technical. Ooh, do tell. <laughs> What we're going to be spending a little time on is a little specification called NITS. N I T S, and I'm not talking about head lice. <laughs> <laughs> It's common,、oh, okay, to be called that. You don't know what a NIT is, no, Lady Phantom. It's the little eggs that the lice make in your oh, head. Oh, okay, They're, okay, okay. All right, so this is a technical term here. Nits. It's basically luminance or brightness. What we perceive as brightness. This comes on all TVs. Now, here's the little boggling mind in it. The official rating of this is rated on candles. <laughs> If you had a one meter by one meter box、uh-huh. and put one candle inside of it. The luminance that comes out of that box would be one nit. Oh, okay. Okay, you got that.、Yeah. So we're going to play another little game with the phantom here because when you go to buy a TV at Best Buy or wherever or online, you want to look up this specification because it tells you how bright that screen can get. Now a little game with the phantom.、No. She has no idea about no. this, so she's going to be guessing. So, what is the nits or what is the luminance or brightness of the iPhone? I don't know. A thousand nits. She's not really that close, but now the iPhone is on the brighter of bright side of yeah. phones. Yeah, Samsungs get bright, and there is other ones that exceed. There's like. Unique ones out there that really push it, but the iPhone has six hundred nits. Yeah, I was off, which is Wait, very、okay. bright. It's、okay. extremely bright. Now we're going to go to the other side, Phantom, because we got to quantitate this so you understand this in some sort of fashion, and I think you'll get the meaning because the iPhone has to get bright for outside. Yes. So when it's super bright out, you need a bright phone. So you go to Walmart and buy a thirty-dollar Android phone. That thing's barely going to get bright. That might be at a hundred nits, for example. Okay. And you just won't be able to see it outside. Okay. Let's move into a theater. You go to the movie theater, watch a movie. How many nits 
is in a movie theater. Those projectors that you're watching a movie. I'm going to go with 400. Way off. Oh, my. 50 nits is all. 50? That is it. And that should tell you right there how much brighter and cleaner and detailed TVs can get. We'll get to those numbers in a second. But how dark movie theaters are. Yeah, wow. They are not vibrant. They are not bright. It's got to be pitch dark in there for you to see. And here's a good analogy I think everybody will have come across. How many times you've seen a phone, somebody looking at their phone in a movie theater? You see this big bright oh, light yeah. somewhere. Yeah. That goes to show. And the thing about projectors is if there's any light, any outside light, any window. You can't see a thing. Yes, it washes it out because they just don't get bright enough. They're not made to. They have that real dark look. And this is one reason I don't prefer going to the theater because what you can get at home is so much more vibrant and clear now, the directors will say something else. They want that dark, filmic look. I mean, it is a special type thing. But projectors do not get bright. Even home projectors. Now, they have more brightness than the movie theater projectors. But if you just open a little shade or you do something with light, turn on a light in the corner, that blocks the light output. And you just don't get that vibrancy that you get with a 4K TV. And it's hence why I finally moved off of a projector when 4K came out. Because I've had projectors for 20 odd years. I do like big screens. There's no doubt. Because that is another extra feature. But they just don't have the clarity and the brightness that you can get from uh, TVs. Okay, so let's move on to a laptop. How many nits? approximately does a laptop have 250 yeah right around that an average laptop is about 250 you can get the brighter ones the ones where if you're on the road you're sitting at the beach they go up to about 400 the higher end ones mm-hmm. the ones where you really need to see outside or that you're in a you know you're at the coffee shop you're going to need some more brightness. Okay. Just remember, though, the brightness hurts the battery on devices like that. Yeah, so it sucks it That's up. a big thing. So now let's get to the main thing, a 4K TV. What is the nits of a 4K TV? Oh, well, a thousand. That is about what you want for your home, I would say. Now, it does depend on your use case. If you got your TV in a dark room, in a bedroom or something, have barely any lights, no window, no sun shining in, and you're watching it at night, you don't need anywhere near that. Because 4K TVs, believe it or not, actually start at 200, the same as a laptop. Mm -hmm. That's the cheap TVs. That's the ones you do not want. Okay. So if you're out in your living room and you got a blind or you got windows, you need a brighter TV. It comes in two places. You need a brighter TV to see it clear. Yeah. Because if it's not bright enough, it's going to get washed out. Yeah, you might as well get a projector. (laughs) So unless you have a really dark room, you know, don't go on the cheaper end. Look at these stats. Look at this specification because it matters. You could be fine with a 400 nit TV, which is like 
mid-grain, a little bit lower on the mid-grain, but you could probably deal with it. It'd be bright enough if you did have windows open from time to time. But the second thing that matters so much on the 4K TV Phantom with this brightness factor is HDR. You want the brightest screen, basically, you can afford because you're going to get more popping. When that screen can get brighter, that means it can also get darker. And that's what causes that contrast ratio to be so out of flux to say. Mm -hmm. There's such big difference between the deepest blacks and the whitest of whites. And that's what gives you the popping out effect that you've heard us talk about so many times. That's so pleasing. So my estimation is you want at least a TV around at least 600 nits for all things. Anything there and up, I think you're going to be fine. If you go with a $4,000 TV, like a top of the line, you're going to get more brightness and it's going to pop more on HDR movies. So it's all what you can afford and your use case. So I hope you learned something. Next time you shop for a TV, whether online or at the store, you'll blow the Best Buy sales representative away if you say, how many nits does that TV have? Because you might stump them because they're not the smartest a bunch. This is a stat you want to look at. And I recommend at least 600 and up for the house just because of the HDR. All right. So that's going to be our tip of the week. A little technical this time around, but we hope you enjoyed that. lady phantom knives out we're covering this week what is the genres this movie is listed in comedy crime drama mystery and thriller oh this one i think we might have a battle on for some reason i'm dropping some phantom if i have to drop anything out of this it's gonna be drama (sighs) that's what i would keep really yes so we gotta agree remember our new thing i'm dropping comedy first it's a very dark comedy but it is a comedy (sighs) i don't very dark it's not a comedy when i think of a comedy yes there's some jokes and there's some over-the-top stuff but not laugh out loud funny no and maybe i'm wrong thinking that a comedy should be laugh out loud funny but the thing is that it should say like dark comedy like dark comedy and comedy as you think of it are very different things. So you, we can't drop that? Uh-uh. I don't think so. Well, crime, definitely. Yes. Mystery, definitely. Absolutely. Mystery, first and foremost. Uh-huh. Drama, yes. I mean, it is dramatic. Thriller, okay. then, we got to drop. Yeah, and, uh, yes. I don't... I mean, there are parts here and there that could be... Yeah. yeah this ain't no thrill. And this isn't a comedy. It is dark humor, but it's sprinkled throughout. I think it is a, a comedy. I will go along with Phantom. We will include this in the comedy section. But thriller, we agree, is gone. Okay. All right. So we got a comedy, crime, drama, mystery movie. Who directed this film? Ryan Johnson. He also wrote it. And do you know this guy? 
Yeah, he has directed things that I've seen, but I don't remember exactly which ones right All now. All right. We got a lot of stars in this. You want to pop off the list? Oh, my. It's, it's chock full of stars here. We have Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, Don Johnson, Tony Collette, Lakeith Stanfield, Christopher Plummer, Catherine Langford, Jaden Martell, Ricky Lindholm, and others. Oh, even Frank Oz is there. Wow. Yes. And Noah Segan, a horror star, which I knew right away. He was one I knew right away. That Phantom didn't even really well, know. Well, I don't see him in this list. And for you English speakers, it's Anna de Armas. She's Spanish, so she's going to pronounce it Anna correctly. Anna de Armas. People, <laughs> you need to learn the Spanish pronunciation. All right. Where she is from where? originally i'm pretty sure she is cuban and she was in knock knock for you horror fans out there yeah she Keanu was portraying Reeves. a spanish girl and she totally pulls off the accent and uh, but i think she is cuban okay and the uh, tiny one sentence synopsis phantom Ooh, a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric combative family uh, i think you need to add quite a bit to that go on well, I don't think so. I mean, that's what it is. It's a detective and the sidekicks who are policemen. They investigate the death of the patriarch of the family. I mean, that's Yeah, it. well, you could go into the family. We got two sons. We got a daughter. We got a daughter-in-law. We have nephews. Actually, it's two daughters and one son, I think. No, it's two sons. No, Tony Collette is a daughter, and Jamie Lee Curtis no, is a daughter. I thought she was a daughter-in-law. I don't think so. Yes, uh, Phantom's wrong, and she's seen this twice. I've only seen this <laughs> once. I was paying attention out there. Okay. Yes, you have um, Chris Evans is a nephew. Don Johnson is a son. No. Oh, Don Johnson isn't a son. Okay. Michael Shannon is the son. Okay, I'm wrong. All right. Okay, thank you. Don Johnson is a son-in-law. Tony Collette is a daughter. Yes. And Jamie Lee Curtis is a daughter. Yes. Okay. So there's the cast of characters. And then you have a niece, Mm -hmm. the girl from 13 Reasons Why. No, she's a granddaughter. Okay, a granddaughter. She's Tony Collette's daughter. Okay. And then you also have the kid from the It movie yeah with the who's a grandson uh, yes all right so what happens here how's this movie start lady well it starts basically with the family with a reunion they are it's the the patriarch's birthday and the the things they're talking about while this happens but then something else happens and he Say dies. It. It's part of the movie. Yeah. He's dead. He commits suicide, or so they think. They think, uh-huh, that he commits suicide. The two cops are sure of it, but then the detective, not the detective, the um private, private invest, detective. Private yeah. investigator, it's called, mm-hmm. who's Daniel Craig. He was hired by somebody that he don't know. Yes. But the two cops think it's a suicide right yes. up. 
but it's the investigator who's doing all the research really in this. It doesn't start yes. out that way. It starts with the cops interviewing each one of the families, mm -hmm. but then he takes over and actually runs with it. Yeah, because he thinks there must be something else because nobody knows, including him, who hired him. So he's like, okay, th there must be something else. Like, who hired me? Like, this, there's more to this than just a simple right. suicide. Right, and he doesn't even know, which doesn't come into play until 40 minutes in. Yes, he, because this is another long movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> another over two-hour movie. Not Vilchetti's favorite thing, but, <laughs> oh, man, I think, you know, non-horror movies, I think they're going to be up to where lady many times yes times, except for hours. simple comedies yes it's like Which comedies we're not and horror be covering many of them because there isn't many oh yeah i know so um what would you like to describe here it's just him having conversations with each of the family members yes and they're trying to find out if there was more to this death than just suicide exactly and, and of course there comes a part in this with a will who's going to inherit this rich guy's exactly. money. Exactly. And the thing here is that, of course, because this is that kind of movie, everybody seems to have a motive. Right. And they all say they love their father so much and this everything. This is a dysfunctional but family uh, yeah. to a T. Exactly. But yeah, let's say more dysfunctional than the regular family, because I don't think there are normal families. But I don't think there's such a thing. But yeah, everybody seems to have a motive, but everybody seems also like they are not really capable of murder, but something has to have happened. To give a listeners the feel of this movie, Phantom, can you name any other movies similar to this? No, I, I don't think I have seen many movies like this. I mean, this is a straight this up... Is it's clue. like Clue. It's yeah, like the clue. board game. Uh -huh. you got to decipher each character like phantom said each one has something that's weird about them that ooh, could it be this one could it be yeah. that one none of them get along they're all backstabbing each other pretty much talking about each yes. other the the very unique thing about this movie and this is not a i don't think it's a spoiler but about the half of the movie you know what happened to him but yet yes you don't know what's going on which makes this, I think, very interesting. That was shocking to me when I, I seen knew this. I knew it would. <laughs> because I had my thoughts. Anybody watching this movie is going to try to pick out who did this. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just the type of movie you sit and ponder. Okay, I think it's this one or this one. They're just acting a little strange here. Yes. They look like they could be capable of doing it. And the funny thing is, is they're all pretty much there in this house during the party and throughout the investigation except chris evans who is a lead who's playing ransom grandson, right ransom is his yeah, name his yeah. name's ransom he's um don johnson's son he is the one that's aloof he's the one that is really a leech they're all leeches actually yeah he, but this he's is the, the biggest sheep. leech yeah the black good sheep point. he's the, the black family. sheep he comes and goes he don't want to have nothing to do with them he's just taking money but you come to find out they're all leeching yeah some of them have other careers and things but they're all after this money and i don't know if this is realistic in this movie or not 
Lady Phantom, and I don't even know if it matters, but I'd like your point in this. No one really seems heartbroken that he's dead. None of the family. Not really. Maybe the granddaughter, a little, and Jamie Lee Curtis, a tiny mm. bit, but she she looks like a very stoic person. But at times, she lets you see that she really misses him and she loved him. Yeah, the only one that really loved him, I would say, was the nurse. Yeah. At the army. His caretaker, more even more than a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, they're friends. Yes. You know, even though pals. she's 30 and he's 80 some. Uh-huh. But this came as a shock because he wasn't really in bad health. Exactly. You know, and there was no reason for him to commit suicide. And I think all the characters know that, but they don't say it. Mm-hmm. Like, they all feel that he couldn't have did this. Like, there was no reason for this guy to do this. Yeah, to just, out of the blue, just do that. Yeah, Right, this is a really eccentric, rich guy. $100 million worth, somewhere around there. Yeah, and his house is, like, full of creepy things here and there, and marionettes and dolls yes. and... Yeah, creepy. And I gotta <laughs> say a scene, even though this is negligible in the movie, M. Emmett Wash is in this movie, and he's running the security cameras, and he's using VHS tapes, and he's actually using Radio Shack gear. And I had to stop and ask Phantom, I said, when was this movie set? And she's like, current, because she's right. It, they talked about Instagram and these Influencers other Influencers and stuff, yeah. But it was so bizarre because I got thinking at that point, why is this rich guy using this equipment? And then also like some of the cars like they have that old Mercedes is like a 70s Mercedes. The one kid is driving, but it is set modern. You know, I don't really know if it is, but you would say it is. Yes, absolutely. My thoughts are more in that the caretaker of the house was old, very old. So he would feel more comfortable with older equipment. That, that's what I would go to. Okay, but there really wasn't many modern things in this, would you say, besides cell phones? I mean, that you uh-huh. see them using things and calling. Yeah, the it boy, he's just latched to his yes, phone the whole time. but there was nothing else in the house. It's all really old-style yes. furniture and stuff. It's, it's a yes. mansion. It's like an old-time mansion. It is beautiful. I've, I mean... Creepy at parts to me because of the dolls and the marionettes and stuff, but everything is super beautiful. So since that's the whole story, Phantom, there's really not many individual things we want to say because we don't want to spoil yeah, this, this in any a, sense yes. of the word. This is a movie you got to watch and make up your own mind who's involved and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're not going to touch on nah. any of that. But what would you like to describe or talk about during our movie review? The acting. You know, I love to mention acting. And I think it was very good all around, especially the leads, you know? Well, they're all leads, really. Yeah, that's, that is, that's another thing that I really like about this movie, that there aren't, well, yes, there are small characters, but not many. Like, most of them have a, an important part to play. The grandkids really don't. And then his mother is still alive, believe it or not. Yes. She's got to be in her hundreds. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she doesn't talk. 
No, not much. But she does play a little key in this. Yes. So I would agree with Phantom. This is an all-star cast. I mean, I bought every one of them, even though it's so disjointed and just the lack of empathy when the father dies. But that goes to their character. They're eccentric. They're just worried about money and taking care of themselves, yes. not even their brothers and sisters or kids. Yeah. Because the- there's some thieves in the family and stuff yeah. like that. And you don't get to spend a lot of time with the grandfather, but at least me, I love the guy. Like his character was so cool and so nice and so. Oh, Christopher Plummer. Friend, you mean? Yes. Yeah, yes. he's in this a lot more than you think. He dies in the beginning of it, but there's uh-huh. a lot of flashbacks. Exactly. Yeah, but even so, you don't get to spend so much time with him. But I thought he was adorable, and Anna de Armas, the nurse, like she's probably she the great. lead. I no, Daniel, Daniel Craig would be with his bad Southern accent. Yeah, but he's he, he's growing on me. <laughs> it wasn't as bad he as the first very time, I would say, Lady Phantom. I never seen this the first time Phantom bought this, but I did pop downstairs when I was eating or something, and I heard it, and I was like, oh, my God, who's that doing that terrible Southern accent? But it did grow on me. It wasn't as bad as I thought at first. It uh-huh. fit a little bit. It wasn't crazy bad. But he was also kind of a, not a parody, but he was like the typical eccentric detective as well. Well, he's supposed to be one of the best in the business. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not Johnny Depp in Tusk eccentric, no. but he is like in his own mind. And you can tell that he is a highly intelligent individual and his brain is just moving all the time. And uh, yeah, Ana de Armas, I think she would be the also a, a a lead lead, and her acting is beautiful. Like that girl is so good. Like I really felt for her, and you feel her pain, and you feel her not knowing where she is, and her confusion, and you you root for her. It's funny because I like her blonde more, and she's probably is a brunette naturally. She probably is, but doesn't she look younger? now with with the with her brunette hair no, and the way no not compared to knock knock i and thought she, she looked younger but i mean she's in her 30s you can tell anything else you want to describe cinematography great set design amazing and they i mean they, it takes place primarily in the house yeah that's it. <laughs> but that's a beautiful set and I keep going back to the story. I think this is a very well-written movie. Like, even when you think you know, you don't. Not really. But isn't that normal for these type of movies? They try to twist it all throughout it. Yes, but... Because you think one way in, at 10 minutes and then a different way at I 20. Suppose, and I, they keep giving you a little more information, information, information. I suppose. But then, again, I'm telling you, I haven't watched many of these kind of movie so i wouldn't know all right so this time lady phantom i'll go first with the rating and recommendation i'm surprised i liked this as much as i did i did like the characters told you you would like it i'm not a big fan of these mystery i didn't like the board game clue you know johnny did it in the house with the knife you know all that (laughs) stuff I mean, they had their own character names and stuff, but um, I did enjoy it, and I was guessing throughout, and it was very good acting. I didn't like Chris Evans. I, I didn't like his character, well, but I, yeah. you're not supposed to. No, because he's a horrible man. But he did a good job, and I could almost, I mean, I didn't figure it out by no means, but 
it's almost one of these predictable movies. You knew the climax. It was going to be explained in full-length detail, and it happens over 15 minutes. They had to explain every little detail to let the viewers understand it, basically, because it can get so convoluted with the characters and stuff. But I am going to say seven, but it's not a buy to me. It's a rental and I would see no reason to rewatch this again. This is such a mystery movie. The whole intent is to find out who it is. Once you find out who it is, for me, that loses all rewatchability unless it's so incredible. But this was good, so I'm going to go seven and rental. What do you got? Well, I really enjoyed this movie the first time. And I will say that this actually does have a rewatchability factor because once you know who it was and everything, you see clues here and there. Okay, so then twice maybe. Would you want to go back yes. more than twice? Yes. Yeah, right. because I love the look of this movie and all the acting is stellar. You've seen Tony Collette in stuff like, like Hereditary or The Sixth Sense or something like that. Here she plays such an opposite character you know and like an instagram influencer superficial to the max and it's just amazing her demeanor and the the accent she uses when she speaks and her, her cadence she's amazing and i also have to say jamie lee curtis i don't think she's ever looked better like this is one of her best performances i think and she looks regal. That woman looks so elegant in this movie. If I had to pick a standout outside of the two main leads, Anna and Danielle Craig, I'd put Michael Shannon because I like Michael this guy. Shannon you just have to watch him. Amazing. Yeah, he is incredible. And I like him in everything he does. He's amazing. So my rating of this movie is a nine out of 10. And I think it is a buy. All right, let's get to the good stuff. How is that picture quality, Lady Phantom? This is a 2K up convert. It's not mm -hmm. real 4K, but it does have HDR. It's also, it, it's not a mixed bag. It's, it does have grain. I was amazed to see, because this time I was actually looking for it, that there is very slight graininess in the movie. But it's only certain scenes because this movie is a feast of color And I everywhere. have no idea. I didn't research this. I should have before, but I really didn't care, to be honest. I don't know why this is an upconvert because there's no effects in this, why this wasn't right from film. I'm sure it was filmed on film and not digital cameras mm -hmm. because of the grain because you wouldn't yeah, have you wouldn't that see unless it. they exactly. artificially put it in, which they have done before. That's not out of the question. But I have no idea why they didn't just take this from film and go to 4K. It blows my mind. But no anyway, idea. it's not. Just for time and money, maybe. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, this is, this is beautiful. There are a lot of dark, uh, not scenes. There aren't actually a lot of dark scenes. But the few that you can see, they are perfectly visible and rich and dark. There's a lot of light, a lot of contrast. And the color in this movie is off the charts. The faces. It's like you see every pore even though you don't want to. Yes, I agree with Phantom on that. The richness in the faces is like you're right there with them. And Tony Collette, you see every wrinkle she's got everywhere. 
Yes. And uh, yeah, the, the, the now, 4K is pro- not very kind to her. She's probably younger than what you think, <laughs> in my opinion. But she's uh, always had a lot of wrinkles. But yes, yeah, the, the facial. Yeah, she has a very expressive face. This is so rich. That's been my word lately on the past couple episodes, but I think it describes it as best as I can. It's just full of body, the pictures. When they're going around the room, like when you see the colors, they're nice and dark, but rich. Not popping off the screen, but it's just that deep, nice, dark coloring with shadow detail. And the faces and the blue eyes. Oh, my God. Daniel Craig's eyes in older blueness. Everybody that had blue like, eyes. Oh and goodness. even the brown eyes popped. Like uh, Anna de Armas. Well, she doesn't have brown eyes. So that her, her eyes are more like olive. Like between green and brown. Right. But th- they got that color. And it's like you oh can my see God, it yes. in detail. I will say the fault I have is like Phantom said, there is some grain, surprisingly. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. It's very modest, though. It's yes. nothing like these old movies that are up converted or that are taken from film in the 80s and 90s and all the grains there in its glory. No, this is very minimalistic, even at the worst of times. Mm-hmm, yeah. I noticed twice, Phantom, that there was a tad bit of blurriness really in a couple scenes yes okay and i think it could have been the cameraman i didn't notice that that. it just looked to me i think it's something they missed i don't think it had anything to do with 4k or the up convert or anything it's just like you know when there's a couple people on screen and it's not perfectly crisp and focused it's like they're focusing a little bit off to the side or something oh, okay and somebody's just a little blurry i noticed that twice and it did stand out to me mm, okay. not like oh my god that's terrible it just because this movie is so detailed and clear it yeah. is that clear and there are it's so not many 1917 clear but it is clear when they get up into the faces and they're panning around the room and they're focusing on yeah. certain objects and things like that. It is clear and detailed. Yeah, and there are so many things to look at in this movie, really. Like, in that aspect, I think it's pretty much the opposite of 1917. You know, like, 1917, you can see, like, open landscapes and everything is clear, but everything is very open. That's it. I mean, you have one thing to look at. In this movie... In one scene, you have a thousand things to look at, like the little bird, the little doll. That the there's a, a chair that has it looks like a throne. Yes, it's the atmosphere. They but did it's a, a bunch great, of knives. It's just amazing. Great set design. I mean, Oof. setting up all these little trinkets just to give you that feel that they're really eccentric and yes. rich and have these oddball items and yeah. Things. And you have like at least me, I had a great time just looking at different things, and you can see everything perfectly well. Yes, and they pan around the house. They go into quite a yes. few rooms in this, and little cubby holes and little. Tr- trap doors and things yeah. like that and the portrait of the of the patriarch the dead guy funnily enough the, the the portrait wasn't finished when they finished filming the movie so it was added later on mm. uh, but you couldn't imagine just by looking at it because it looks perfectly real but it's a beautiful portrait okay so it sounds like we're both in agreements on the video it's primarily great yes 
but there is some things about it. It's yes. not no reference disc. All right. Yes. Audio. Good. The music, when you heard music, like the bass sounded really nice. But I don't think there were many scenes that surrounded you. In, None. In their, yeah. I don't think there was any. I heard the surrounds go off maybe once and it was like a knock at the door. And yeah. it came from like the right rear. Yeah, and there were moments when dogs were barking and that also felt pretty real. And the Atmos was not used. If the top speakers, the ceiling speakers were on, you can't hear them to give you an atmosphere sound. They were yeah. not utilized. Yes. There are a few scenes when someone in one room hears something in the upper room fall, you know. But I don't think even then the, the upper speakers were wow. used. But the bass felt good. Like it it yeah like i did uh, feel a little vibration pulling that out because that's so minimal too i mean there might yeah. have been one knock where the subwoofer went off but it was not even used basically yeah and it's not true. gonna be this is all dialogue driven movie there's no action there's no, not really there's a very very little action and i would say that's more towards yeah the end. you're right there's that little chase scene with the cops but that, it was so uneventful <laughs> It was just there to be there, basically, yeah, to throw that, a little wrench in yeah, the Yeah, but story. more even to more towards the end, there is a scene that also has really cool sound in an action scene, I would say, but it's very quick. It's not like, yeah, it's not like the, the sound is a standout or anything like that. No. Yes, no, it's a dialogue-driven track, very audible, but really nothing to speak of. Even when the music came on, it was I, I it was not disappointing yes, the uh, sound that, the music was okay yes that's what's so hard for me sometimes i'm <laughs> because i'm criticizing it but i i have to because it was just like a normal you turn the radio on and there's a song playing but it sounds good i mean yes it's, it's, it was clear there was no static or nothing uh -huh, in it, and and there was it, a little nice bass to it but it was nothing that stood out to you like yes, oh my god no, no it's just a dialogue driven movie where it popped in some of that mystery type music every so often nothing that surrounds you and goffed you just there was some music playing in the front yeah <laughs> It wasn't even driving the story or anything. It was just there, basically. So it's very low on that quality for me. But I mean, the quality itself was fine. All right. Special features. All right. We have audio commentary by writer-director Ryan Johnson, director of photography Steve Yetlin, and actor Noah Segan. Deleted scenes with optional audio commentary by Ryan Johnson. Making a Murder, multi-part documentary. In theater commentary by Ryan Johnson. Director and cast Q&A. Ryan Johnson, Planning the Perfect Murder featurette. Marketing gallery. Meet the Thrombies viral ads. Soda has a good collection of special features on it. All right, Lady Phantom. Grade and recommendation. I think this disc is a solid B. And I do believe that it is worth it because even if the audio is not used amazingly well, those visuals, you have to watch that with HDR because the color is amazing. Boy, we're spot on. I think the last couple, Lady Phantom, um, B, dead on. <laughs> Definitely worthy if this is your Absolutely. style of film. 
Yes. Great acting. If you like these mystery little crime movies, you want to figure out who's doing what and everybody's got some baggage with them and learn about each character. This is definitely worth it. I still say, even if this is a type of movie you like, it's still a rental to me, though, because it loses so much appeal when you learn all the intricacies of the story. So even if I would have loved this movie, I don't think I would revisit it. If I did revisit it, it would be many years in the future. You know, maybe if I wanted to go back mm-hmm. to say that I didn't I remember everything. That. But if you want this disc, it is definitely worthy. It's a solid B. It looks great for yeah. the most part. And I understand what you say. The thing is that me, I like to find little clues here and there. And this movie gives you clues. Actually, if you pay very close attention, pretty much early on, you can tell who it was just by a clue they give. Sounds good, Phantom. All right, on our next episode, we have two special guests coming on. You're not going to want to miss that episode because we go way back in time yeah, and cover a masterpiece from decades and decades ago. So get over to BillShetty.com on that guest book, subscribe, and we'll catch you very shortly.